Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Lucy, directed by Luc Besson and released in 2014. The plot goes something like this. A young woman is imbued with incredible powers after the drugs she was unwittingly trafficking spread through her body and unlock her mind. Is that one mine? Yes, that is yours. <laughs> I didn't even recognize it. Okay. Yeah, well, because the other plot summaries on uh, IMDb were really – they didn't quite cover the stupidity of the whole thing. But then the other, the plot summaries in other reviews I read were way too scathing. I see. So, I I've seen to a lot of positive reviews. Which surprised me. Oh, I maybe I just looked in certain places, but <laughs> I found a lot of people saying kind of what I'm going to say about this and the one takeaway message that I have, which is dumb. <laughs> See, actually, that wasn't my biggest problem with this movie. But I'm going to go through a little bit of the plot so that people can catch up. We're going to talk about spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, well, don't bother. Um, so Lucy um, is a young student who... I think she lives in Taiwan. I think they say they're Taipei, in yeah. Taipei. Yeah. Um, but the gangsters are Korean. Yeah. As far as I know, because one of them was old boy. Yes, yep, yeah, that's correct. So the gangsters are Korean, she's in Taipei, um, and she falls in with the wrong crowd and they force her into trafficking drugs, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and then she wants the drug it's this special kind of drug that makes you smarter. It's called CPH4, and it's shiny blue powder. And uh, it it she rebuffs a would-be rapist, and he attacks her, and then it bursts inside her. And then the whole movie sort of goes downhill as she um, as she unlocks the capacity of her brain because this movie operates on the really stupid premise that you only use ten percent of your brain, which right. you don't. It's completely untrue. That but that's kind of irrelevant here, right? But also, see, I loved the first fifteen minutes of this. I really was getting into it. I was like, why does everybody hate this so much? It's great. The bit with the boyfriend? Is that where she's with the boyfriend? The whole thing up until yeah. and up until the drugs burst, actually, I liked. Mm. Um, it was really sort of nasty and sexist, but I thought she was going to get her own back afterwards. And she was acting the hell out of the first bit of this movie. Like, I was so with her. You know what I mean? Like, I was so – I felt so much for her. And I, I wanted to – and there's this bit where she's in the car and she's talking and she's like, okay, you're alive, just get through this. And I was so with her in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked this, the crazy cutting with all the, you know, nature stuff and the stuff from Samsara and Baraka, which are two other movies that he basically just took a bunch of images from. Oh, is that where that But I kind from? of liked that. Like I liked the the um, cheetahs that were descending on the gazelle thing while yeah. – while all of the bad guys were descending on Lucy. Like, that stuff, I mean, it was dumb, but it was fun. And I would have liked to see a dumb, fun movie. After that, the film lost any ethics, any relatability to the character, any heart, any emotion, and just became a dumb action movie, which doesn't make any sense for this story. Mm. I think I had a bit more fun than you, because I actually actually think it was dumb and kind of fun. I liked the first bit the, that scene with that awful boyfriend and all the way up to where he gets shot in the window in front of her that was fabulous he was he was awful but he was like hilarious yeah yeah he was relishing that role that yeah guy. yeah julian ryan tut i've heard his name before and i'm trying to work out where i know him from okay well he was he was having fun like up until a certain point of this movie yeah it was that it was what i wanted it to be 
right? Oh, but I think he's from of- Rush. That's where we know him from. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Bubbles. I think it kind of lost me. You know when the the b- drugs burst inside her and she floats up the wall? Yeah. And then she's like on the ceiling and I'm like, there's no reason this would happen. This is moronic. And I was almost instantly lost. And then she just becomes a jerk. Mm. Like, it's like as soon as she gets smart, she gets mean. She mm. shoots a guy for no reason. Um, she goes out and she's like, I think she says to the the tra- um, taxi drivers, do you speak English? And one of them is freaking out because she's holding a gun on them. And he's like, no, no. And then she shoots him. Mm. And I, like shoots him in the leg and, or and something. There was no need for that. No, there was no need for that. She holds a whole hospital at like gunpoint and she f- refuses to let them try and save somebody. She shoots this person. The implication being that she's d- looked at these person's files in like three seconds and realizes they're not not able to be saved. But then even after that, there's the car scene, the car chase scene. Yep. yep. And um, the hot and and relatable French police detective <laughs> yeah. goes, what about all these people? Like you're killing them all. And she goes, oh, we never really die. And then that's explained way that way. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I can do whatever the f- I want now we don't really die anyway and I'm like screw you you don't get to do that mm. it this is a it's so this is movie right we watched Hercules this afternoon and we're talking about that next week but Hercules is so much smarter than you think it's going to be Lucy is so much dumber than you think it's going to be yeah like it, it was so much dumber than it thinks it is it thinks it's being clever and interesting and trying new avenues in sci-fi and it's Really, really dumb. Well, it's certainly not tra- um, doing anything new in sci-fi. This has no. all been done before. Um, but I was really optimistic about it because it has a female lead and I was really excited to see a great action movie with a female lead. I like some of Luc Besson's work. Mm. Um, I love The Fifth Element a lot. I think it's fantastic. I like to get to see Scarlett Johansson kick butt. But mm. I like to see her act while she does it, and she's just basically a blank slate for ninety percent of this movie. Yeah, do it, she? Whatever the the drug does to her, it just makes her turns her into this robot, and so the performance that he's asked for out of her is make turn is this automaton. That's what I wrote. Automaton is yeah. the exact word I use. And so she just that's it. She just sort of it turns into a, basically from the moment the drugs burst, she's this robot. When for that that first scene where she's fighting with this horrible abusive boyfriend who handcuffs her to this briefcase she's there's genuine terror and worry and all that kind of all all the really fun human stuff and then as soon as she starts using more of her brain she's no longer human right and she says that but it doesn't Mm. make it okay um and that's the problem is that then they introduce the french guy so that we have somebody to root for because we can't really root for lucy anymore Mm. and that is a problem when she's your titular character yeah like i just I think the whole sort of middle section of this movie I was not into. I was actively angry a lot of the time at this movie. I was angry that I was being made to watch this and I was like, why are you doing this? I feel like it's a really sort of nasty, nihilistic kind of thing Mm. that's so, so unpleasant. And the moral is kind of like, oh, we have to pass information on to the next generation. That's kind of the point. Yeah. Like we have to pass on our knowledge. I don't know why she doesn't try and do something good with the information that she's got instead of just like trying to give it to somebody else and turning herself into a sparkly USB girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Then then that's when the movie Her starts. <laughs> exactly. From that point. Um. Yeah, I, I probably had I, – clearly I had more fun than you because I actually didn't mind things like the k- big dumb car chase through Paris and all that sort of stuff. Like I enjoyed that. That was reasonably fun. 
it was very weird and out there at the end. And the way they ended it, like they sort of, they had one of these situations where they'd written themselves into a corner with her and they, a couple of times they had to do the explodey thing and then come back together and then finally she explodes for good and becomes a USB stick. Like <laughs> A sparkly USB girlfriend. Yeah, the sparkly USB. That was um, – And like poor Morgan Freeman is so much better than this movie and he's stuck in this stupid oh, role saying Scarlett the Johansson dumbest is dialogue. Movie. Yeah, well, she exactly. She's stuck in this role not allowed to move her face or emote at all. I, I just, yeah, I and feel it's like... A, well, it's a really, like, like you say, it's really nihilistic and a bad thing that the whole point of the movie is that as your brain gets bigger, you get less human and less empathetic. Like, you, when when you don't use as much of your brain, you're better at empathizing, but then once you start using more of your brain, you are unable to empathize. What That's terrible. I know. And this is where it gets really dumb, like really stupid, mm-hmm. is that... This concept that Luke – I think Luke Besson's brain must be a scary place. But this concept that, yeah, as you – like that people are more human when they're operating on baser instincts, it seems like. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's not – from A, from what we know, this isn't true, right? Like it just isn't. It, it Nothing that we know about our lives suggests that this is the case. And it's a really, really negative view of humanity and stuff. And mm. also like – when they're having all the big fight scenes and Lucy's doing nothing to help anybody, you, I just couldn't, I couldn't relate to that. Hmm. It's so mean, right? Like this, per, these people who are trying to help her, she just sort of goes, okay, off you go and die. And she doesn't care no. at all. Another problem with the movie that I had is that women don't seem to be working anywhere. No, well, the, the, um, Taipei businessman is surrounded by other men, henchmen, and the the detective, the French detectives who end up fighting them are all male. Yeah, and the um, professors, the scientists are all male. Um, everybody who works at the airports, every airport is male. Mm. It's really weird. Like, there's, and the there's other one drug assistant. mules. There's a couple of assistants that are female, and that's it. All the other drug mules are men. Mm-hmm. So she actually break, uh, passes the Bechdel test. Bechdel test. I cannot say that word twice, right? Yeah. Once when talking to her mother, although she might not be named, so that might not count. Yeah. And once when talking to her roommate. Mm. And neither of those are about men. Well, the, see, the mother scene was one of those ones where she talks to her mother. I was, I was, that was actually a scene where I thought we might go into the realm of actually having more brain power makes you more empathetic. They didn't seem to continue in that vein. Like she had this lovely conversation with her mother saying, thank you for all the care that now I can now remember that I couldn't remember, but I, but I knew you gave me. And I, that was really beautiful and empathetic, but she didn't keep going down that path. And also she had like just thrown somebody off an operating table and said, no, nah, you're not going to save them. Save me instead. She shot them first. Mm. Like, yeah, the, I, exactly. And, and that and was a held weird- doctors at gunpoint to force them to, perform a procedure on her yeah it it really was a weird idea and just so unpleasant really i found mm. it really unpleasant to watch okay um but the the car chase scene i did think was done well yeah and i thought the fight scene at the end was done pretty well as well there's also of course the racism mm. in this movie oh yeah <laughs> terrible terrible institutionalized racism about the white hero and the um savage asians who you know Try and kill her. Pretty nasty stuff. Yeah, well, the, the evil, the evil Chinese. Even though they're set in Taipei and played by Koreans, and the way that they're so dispensable, mm-hmm. like the Asian people in this movie are particularly dispensable. And they all like live in Chinatown and own restaurants. 
Like she's held in the back of a restaurant when she's first kidnapped. They're or not in Chinatown though. They're in Taipei. No, they're in Taipei, but it, they've, they've set it up to look like – my immediate thought was Big Trouble in Little China though, like where, this, where they've, they've got like – he's got his lair out the back of a restaurant. That was only – yeah, but I don't think – that wasn't the first place they were in though. That was only like a an innocent place yeah, yeah. to hold her. I for know, a bit. but it's like that that's such a cliched thing. <laughs> I guess so. I didn't see that part as much because they start out in a hotel and she goes to a couple of different places. So it was just so like I'd, I'd just seen it a million times before, and it's like generic Chinese, you know, in inverted commas, because they're not all Chinese. You know, henchmen who ha- use the restaurant as a front. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and yes, they're actually in a in China or in Taipei, Taiwan, but it's sort of it's still the same okay. gross stereotype that you would use if you were in Chinatown. That's why I made the mistake. Oh, what was it? Who speaks Chinese? That's what the woman, the the um, housemate that she's living with, mm. um, is like. Who speaks Chinese? And she's and I'm living like, in Taipei. In, like if, what? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That line doesn't make sense. Mm. A lot of this stuff doesn't make any sense. It's stupid, mm. but it isn't just that it's stupid. It's such a yeah. I I I was. I think the thing that frustrated me the most wasn't that it was stupid. I could forgive stupid, and I could forgive a lot of the other stuff if it if I had been emotionally connected to anything, mm. and I didn't feel emotionally connected to this movie. I didn't realize how short it actually was. It's only around ninety minutes runtime, but it felt a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Well, so yeah, some of the best stuff was like that. There's a shootout at the end between basically the French policeman and the Chinese um, businessman. That's some of the best action stuff is in there where Lucy's, you know, sitting in her chair trying to download all her knowledge. I think the bit in the, ho- in the not in the hospital, in the wherever they were when she was, maybe it was a hospital. I'm, I'm losing track of where it was in the movie when she's like flicking them all around. Mm. Oh, that was pretty a, cool. Yeah, I was going to say, is that n- another one of your things though? Because remember, we talked about we talked about Guardians, and then m- referencing back to Maleficent as well about people being thrown around like ragdolls. Is that that's one of your hates? So <laughs> only in because in those movies, it's written off as not being violent, right? But in, uh, it's yeah. fine if, if oh they're yes, in the hospital hallway, yeah, yeah, where she like sets up barriers, invisible yeah, yeah. barriers. Yes, that was really well done. Okay, my problem with that isn't that. Um, isn't people doing it? Mm. It's the fact that that's seen as this weird kind of innocent violence yep. to like brutally bash people around yeah, right. against and it's things. PG rated movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why because in Maleficent, both Maleficent and Guardians, that was like comedic. Mm. But if it's being acknowledged as really violent, like it was, because this is a violent movie. This is an MA rated movie. It's not. Um, something like Maleficent or Guardians, where young people are going to go see it. Yeah. So I had no problem with that in Lucy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I cool. just wondered because we had talked about it. But yeah. yeah. No. But now that I remember what scene you're talking about, that's actually used to really good effect because it's really menacing. Yeah. And both sides are menacing. Like the henchmen are menacing, and she's really scary too. Yeah. And then, um, I thought Emile Kid, mm-hmm. who uh plays the French detective. <laughs> well, in my head, he was just the dishy French detective. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly, no. but I thought he was actually really good. Um, mm-hmm. He was cute, which helps, um, and in a sort of unconventional way, and he sounded sexy with the whole mm. accent that he had going on. Um, but he was also like his reaction stuff was good, mm, <laughs> you well, know, because – Basically, when Lucy became an automaton, he had – I think you even said it before – he had to take over as the human. Like, he's the everyman, the person we have to relate to. Yeah. 
And so when, yeah, so he does, but he, when she's knocking everybody around, he's really scared, Mm. but he still goes with her, Mm -hmm. like, and he doesn't have to at that point. I don't think that, I think she gives him an out and he decides to anyway. Um, But also he gets to be scared in the car and he gets to damsel around a little bit, which is fun. Mm, Yeah, that was good. I liked that. I would like to see more of him, although he'll probably be in French films and I don't watch a lot of those. No, yeah, he, he, um. He looked like he looks like a lot of other French actors. I know he's actually of an Egyptian background and whatnot, but he he looks like he fit right in in Paris. Mm. Like he it, he was very. It was like that. This is the sort of multicultural city. This is. Yeah, yeah. I wrote in my review: the movie is stupid, striving for intelligence and sabotaging itself at every turn. Mm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's so much dumber than it thinks it is. Yeah, that's yeah. That was a problem as well. I mean. It- I guess, like, I don't, I don't mind a dumb action movie. I really don't. I enjoy them, mm. which is why I say that's not my biggest problem with this. It is really dumb and it is really stupid, but that wasn't my major issue with it. It was that kind of soullessness mm. about it. That, and, and I think it's also much more frustrating to me because I could see the flashes of good stuff in there. Mm. You know? Well, I mean, Luc Besson is a good director. He's done a lot of amazing stuff and amazing stuff with female leads as well. Yeah. He's – this should be his ballywick. This should be the kind of thing he can knock out of the park and make work. Yeah, and there's so many cute ideas and fun stuff and the car scene looks good and that that flicking around scene looks good and he's got Scarlett Johansson, he's got some good actors in here. Mm. And and also I think – I was even more disappointed because I liked that first sort of act. Mm. Um, I really – like when she's handcuffed to the case and everybody's behind those big like <laughs> glass shields mm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is, the yep. big shields, and uh, an old boy goes outside and hides because they think that the case it's is going to explode. and good they, suspense in that yeah. scene. And she's so scared and everybody – and it's, it's sort of this kind of – And also the funny – yeah, thing in there as well that they're all like so scared of the explosion and hiding behind these things and there's this woman with the case who they just have to they expect to open it mm. like it's simultaneously and tense and funny yeah and, and and she's just so relatable like she hasn't showered in a couple of days and she used to wash her hair and her nails have nail polish peeling off of them and she's so normal and there's this extra tension built the tension of the, them hiding behind the shields but the tension of um Mr. Jang having to speak through a translator. So sometimes we don't know what's going on and she doesn't know what's going on until the translation has happened or and we know that the translator is probably translating things a little bit differently than they're actually being said and there's there's that tension in there. It's really well done. That stuff is great. Mm. And there are other things as well like this movie came out the same weekend as Hercules and absolutely shat all over it at the box office. So this is it's it's if nothing else it's mathematical proof that like a f- big ma or r in america rated action movie starring a woman all that kind of stuff will make money people will turn up and see it because they love scarlet they love action movies they're interested to try a little bit of light sci-fi if it's fun and action-packed so like it does it kind of demonstrates what we keep talking about and what we already know but gravity did well at the box office exactly. too and that was much more less 
Um, but yeah, that's what I'm Even fun sci-fi, it was a little bit. It's it was, not still not hard sci-fi. But well, it's a bit Gravity was this. different though. This made money on its opening weekend on the basis of Scarlet mm-hmm. action, fun, explosions, silliness, right? Because everybody knew the ten percent of the brain thing, and everybody gets annoyed about that because it it's wide. That's like one of those really widely held wrong myths or widely circulated myths that everybody knows is complete crap. Like, we know that's not true. Yeah, that and how did matter. it get all the way to the screen with nobody going, but this is not true? But Bradley Cooper did one a couple of years ago. Same thing. Limitless. Limitless, yeah. Was, it yeah, was based I on the same thing, right? I didn't Limitless was about unlocking more of his mind. I thought yeah. that was about but, about increasing his capacity. Yeah, so before I knew anything else Slightly about the movie, different. I knew that and I was like, "That's but that's wrong. It's like how every time... Um, Limitless Sher- is a lot it's better. Like, yeah, yeah, but you know how every time Sherlock Holmes says he's a sociopath and I'm like, there's no such thing as sociopaths anymore. It's the same like dumb thing, right? Where it's, I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. These really prevalent myths that keep getting repeated in movies and stuff that people believe even though they're not true. So that was all I knew before I, w- before I went into it. But once you get into it, that actually matters less. Like the the dumbness of the premise matters less to yeah. you a- about what's going as on. As long as they do it well, but it's fine. Anyway, but, but what I was saying was like it's a real it's a got a dumb premise and it's an action movie on its opening weekend. So before anybody knew anything about it, it made a shed load of money, right? Up against something that was equally sort of expected to do about as well as it. Gravity made money because of word of mouth. Mm. People went and saw Gravity and said, you have to see this, and word spread, and it did really, really well. So it's a kind of a different thing. But this was all – all that stuff was in place and it made money. And so clearly, if nothing else, it mathematically demonstrates – the power of Scarlet and action and that we are desperate anymore. Desperate for a female-led action movie that people will turn up to even ones that look really dumb, just to get one. Yeah. And I think um, I think that it's really um, heartening, or that's what I'm choosing to take away from it, is that mm. it's heartening to see that it's done so well. Um, yeah, that's, you know. that's the that, – like, I, I know we didn't like the movie for itself, but it's, it's a bit like Divergent. It's kind of heartening to see it do so well. Yeah. I mm. liked Divergent better as well. Mm, yeah. um, I liked pretty much m- most things that I've seen I, pro- I probably liked this and Divergent about the same. Okay. Which is like, it's it's kind of like fine, which is almost worse. Like if I'd hated it, I'd have had great fun like shitting all over it. But I was just like, eh. See, I don't get that because I eh. just couldn't, I, I, I was so angry that they had taken this character that I liked and made her into someone that I didn't. I think is the is the fundamental problem that I had. They took someone that I was connecting with mm. And they made her into an an emotionless automaton with no ethics and no morals. And I don't like movies that don't have any morals. Mm. I don't like movies that are about this kind of nastiness and still think they're about somebody who's not a bad person or mm. like seem to think that it's that's that's well, my they, biggest they, problem. They, with they it. seem to think, yeah, I, yeah. See, I didn't, I don't know, I don't know why that didn't bother me because I do now thinking back over it, I really did connect with her early on. Yeah. And then, like, later on I just got kind of like, huh. No, but it was a very fast thing for me mm. as well. It went, I liked her, the bag broke. I still liked her at first because we didn't know what was going on. Mm. But as soon as she walks out and shoots the guy, I'm like, nope, you're done. Well, she shoots like f- – but then she also 
I don't mind her shooting the people who were hurting. Oh right, okay, yeah. That's like oh yeah, if you're being driver, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're being kidnapped by people and they tried to rape you, yeah, kill them. That's fine. Yeah, but then once she, you know, it's the taxi driver thing. The taxi driver, because then that's like the turning point of the movie where she stops being fun. Yeah, I I don't know. I know that there's a there's a um ADR line where he goes, "Ow, my leg," or something stupid like that, Mm -hmm. so that we know it's. That he's not dead, but I'm but, like, yeah, but that doesn't make it okay to shoot random well, people just that, because they don't speak English, right? And it's um, and they've clearly put the line in just to kind of make it okay, yeah, because well, they realized. Said- but initially, that was written as just she shoots the guy, yeah, mm. and like immediately after uh, that, this happens to her. Immediately after she starts getting smarter, she becomes somebody who has no regard for human life whatsoever. Mm. And then, but then she saves her friend as well. So it's inconsistent. And I suppose there's an inconsistency until the point where she just goes, nobody really dies. Yeah. Which was odd because it, it just seemed to be there again to just explain why they think it's okay for them to have this kind of crazy violence. Mm. So, and, and have her have this so little regard for people's lives. Mm. Yeah. Which. I don't think any amount of intelligence makes you not care at all about people's right. lives. It w- it, and the thing is, like, they could have made, like, they, if they wanted an unlikable character, you can still make an unlikable character your hero, but they had they didn't make her the hero. She she was the hero, but she... Like, that you could still make her, her unlikable as she was, but you could at least have had her being relatable so we could understand why she was making the decisions she was making. Yeah, it wasn't just we, that, unlikable. She so was unrelatable what I'm saying entirely. is that she's not the hero because she's not really relatable. That when, Once you hit that point where she's shooting a taxi driver for not speaking English, we she's she stops being the hero in the actual sense of the audience rooting for her. Yeah, and she kills all these cops in that car chase sequence and, and drives nothing wrong. Yeah, and drives down all these roads in the wrong direction, probably damaging and, and injuring a whole heap of civilians yeah. as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And all and, the cops, yeah. And she's just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, and all, those co- all the cops who die defending her while she's in the little room with the neuroscientists downloading her brain. Well, the neuroscientists who were all men. Yeah, but... Because that pissed me off when they walked in. And all of them were white except Morgan Freeman as well. And you're like, you hired as your two leads a woman and a black man and then every single... uh, And Amir Wakhead. And then every single other person is a white guy or an evil Asian guy. Mm. Like, what are you doing? Or, yeah, some some kind of weird ethnic. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, it's all very weird. And... but. The whole thing where she leaves them outside to fight for her with almost no regard for them as well. That's just another kind of episode of her being like, oh, it's okay. These these French detectives I've just met will be just fine dying for me. Well, yeah. I think she's thinking they're dying for the information that like anything mm. is worth passing on that information since she's been told that by Morgan Freeman and he's the mm. voice of God. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but I do like that that she gets to explain stuff to him at one point. That was kind of mm. neat. I actually quite liked the flicking through time. I say as I do the motion, yeah. the hand motion that she does. Oh, the thing where she sits in her chair and goes through time. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I, it, it was. That's what was in- interesting about this movie was th- those kind of intercut bits where he they intercut with like bits of nature and just other things like that that kind of make you think. And and that was. You get the idea the movie wanted to be smart, but just, yeah, it just doesn't quite 
get there in the in the offing. And it also, just because we've just seen this other movie and we're about to review it for next week, is that like the thing about Hercules that probably makes it work is that it's respectful of the ordinary person and this is really disrespectful to the ordinary person and that's your audience. Yeah. And when you make when you alienate the ordinary person from your and when you don't celebrate humanity in its messiness and baseness and dumbness, you alienate them. Like it's it's like she's once I'm smart, I'm so much better than you, dumb little creatures. But it creatures. isn't because she loses all her humanity. Yeah, like exactly. I think it's more disrespectful to smart people because it's like smart people don't care about. Ordinary humans. Ordinary, yeah. Like it, it doesn't – it seems more like it's just like if you're smart, you hate people. Right. But and- if you're dumb, then you are a good person. Mm. It's it's actually quite a common trope in Hollywood and it's bull hockey. It's terrible. Bull hockey. Yes. It's just awful and it's so unpleasant and I didn't like it. But, mm. yeah, like I said, the, the flicking through time and then when she met the other Lucy. Yeah, yeah. That the, was a really sweet little moment, Like Neanderthal Lucy. That was nice. Because the Neanderthal Lucy thing was a, I I liked that bit at the beginning as well. That did you know that the first person was called Lucy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of fun. Mm. I kind of liked that idea, but then it also sets up the idea that she's the first person of the next like, whatever. Yeah, you're like, you're I don't want to be like in evolution. Her. Exactly. I, I'm not interested in being like Lucy. She's awful. Well, the thing is, you get a more if you want to talk about the next stage of evolution, you get a far more interesting and nuanced discussion by watching an X Men movie. Yeah. And they, they, yeah, they're representative of all different types of humanity. So and when they get make a really storm smart, movie instead. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Or, or you know, a uh, um a blink movie. Oh, I'd love a blink movie. Well, Fun Bing Bing is is contracted for more. She's I would some... love a bi- a blink movie. Yeah. She was so cool. Yeah, but th- that's the thing. Like, comic book movies that we've seen actually take a far more nuanced and interesting stance on it in this one. <sighs> okay, can we be done? with We this are now? so so done with this. Um, your mark. Uh, one and a half stars. Yeah, two and a half for me because meh. Okay, thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you want to read the show notes or find out anything more about us or find our old episodes, you can do that on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's blog where she has reviewed Lucy and many other movies, it is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. We are on Twitter at screen underscore queens, on Tumblr, tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com, and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash silver screen queens. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.